The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, Jaylen Nye. Andrew Gross. Do you remember uh, earlier in the week, I believe it was this week, we were talking to uh, Dwayne Bratt. Yeah. And, and we were talking about um, the new agreement that replaced NAFTA. Yeah. And do you remember I asked the question? That's funny because you laughed when I asked it. The Not USMCA. Yeah, there you go. Which reminds me of a Village People song. Exactly. Oh, YMCA? It will now, yeah. <laughs> and you laughed, but not at me. You sort of laughed with me when I asked the question. The question I said to Dwayne was, you know, when a budget comes out or when something else happens or something big like this, sometimes it affects people in a way that you just didn't see coming. And I think the example I used was, yeah, suddenly beer bottles have are stubbies well, instead of long necks. Or, well, that's the thing, because when something as massive as that comes out, you got to take the time to pick through the details, and oftentimes right. it's in the details. That's right, and somewhere deep buried in those details is this, and it'll affect us all. We look forward, I think, well, those of us. it'll affect us all. It's, this isn't a major thing, but it is. It isn't, but it's, that's exactly my point, but though. But it's a talker every time. It is. That's exactly my point, though. Like, who cares if beer bottles are long neck or stubbies, but you just sort of one day go, oh, why'd that change? Oh, it was page 52 of the budget for the province, you know, whatever. So here's the effect this time. One of them, I'm sure we'll find others. So those Super Bowl ads at halftime, the uh. ones that everyone looks forward to, that companies spend millions upon millions of dollars to produce an air, uh, and suddenly, do you remember the CRTC made a ruling that allowed Canadians to see those ads? They took away the right of Canadian broadcasters to remove the ads and replace them with Canadian content, uh-huh. and the broadcasters you know, we're upset about it, of course, because they pay a lot of money to be able to broadcast the game, and that's a source of revenue for them. But we all got to see Super Bowl commercials. See the American commercials. Right. Uh, now, we'll probably see them in this next Super Bowl as well, only because people are trying to figure out when this takes effect. But the new agreement allows now for Canadian broadcasters to pull those commercials and put Canadian commercials in, yeah. in their place. So that means... We're not going to see those U.S. Com- commercials. It's not a big deal. I agree. But at like it's a stubby bottle. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like, uh, what happened to the American commercials? Well, the new agreement is what happened to it. Yeah. And away they go. So I guess you'll still be able to see them on YouTube. You'll find them elsewhere. But it is an entertaining part of the game, obviously, right? I mean, people so look forward to it. Yeah. Canada shall rescind broadcasting regulatory policy CRTC 2016 334 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Canada may not accord the program treatment less favorable. Yeah, jeepers. Yeah, that'll be disappointing for some, but you can always find them. It's one of the things. I mean, usually... Last year's Super Bowl was was a good one, but it's been it's been a a lot of Super Bowls tend to be anticlimactic, right? It's you look forward to the (laughs) to the Budweiser commercial, right? Yeah, you do for Uh, sure. You know what? Uh, Joel's been on the phone. He wants to go back and talk about uh, licensing. Hi, Joel. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's going on? Good. Thanks for taking the call. So we got so the Alberta government wants it says the private. Private inspectors are not good enough, so we got to we got to bring them under the uh, the government fold. Well, just to just not to generalize too much, they're saying some of them are not good enough. The intention is to hire many of them mm-hmm. as government employees. Okay, so so tell me this then: why why can the majority of flight checks on on pilots flying for airlines in this country 
be be delegated to private private inspectors the vast majority um, and in fact we can we get we have a pro we have a program coming up where uh, private inspectors are going to inspect themselves instead of having uh, Transport Canada officials inspect them so if that's good enough for the airlines Shouldn't it be good enough for the driver, the driver inspectors of Alberta? Well, two things. Uh, one, I have no, no idea. What no you're idea. About. Yeah, so I don't know anything about that, so I can't voice an opinion on it. But two is, you don't take the lowest common denominator in solving problems. You don't say that it's a problem in uh, traffic. It's a problem in uh, licensing drivers. It's also a problem in uh, inspecting airline pilots. So let's make it equal and crappy mm-hmm. at both. Like you don't do that. You solve them both. That that valid point. But we we've had a program uh, for years where the delegated uh, inspectors, delegated by the minister of transport. Uh, do the majority of, uh, of check rides on industry pilots. It's called the Approved Check Pilot Program. Um, it just seems to me a little bit hypocritical that if, that if it's good enough for, and there's, there's issues with it, but if, uh, if it's good enough for the majority of flight checks for the airlines, then private inspectors ought to be able to handle the load. And I agree with the one comment that, that the, the driving test is way too easy. Mm-hmm. Well, and Joel, wouldn't that be, that would be a federal, that's at a federal level, not, that wouldn't be at a provincial level, what you're talking about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. Okay. But still, uh, to be honest with you, Joel, I'll add it to the list of things to uh, look into, <laughs> because I like this topic. Yeah, sure. And, you know, I just and, don't know a lot about it, so mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I it's a valid uh, concern, and, and it's a great call. I just don't know anything about it, and I just don't want to you know, beak off about it, then the next uh, caller tells me how wrong I am. So, I'll, Well, and the thing is, know. too, I mean, you remember what triggered this? This tr- Remember what triggered this? And yeah, it was the, the Humboldt, Humboldt Broncos right. bus crash that's right. is what triggered this. It was, uh, that's that's when um, the transportation minister, Brian Mason, came out and said, there's going to be changes, there's going to be changes. Now, uh, Lord help, if there's, you know, uh, 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 an uh, airline equivalent uh, mm-hmm. of that, we certainly don't want to see that, but Sometimes that is exactly how these things end up happening, unfortunately. I agree with you 100%, and, and maybe that is the driver that should, uh, that should increase the, uh, the awareness of, uh, of this program, both, both for driving and other forms of transportation. Yeah. Absolutely. Joel, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, there you go. See, all sorts of different levels on that. Uh. It's an interesting... Uh, I, I didn't know anything about that. Like I say, I'm I'm not dismissing the concern. I simply don't know anything about mm-hmm. it. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know how much trouble you can get in. Because we're not sitting around the water cooler here. We're on the air. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> you want to be as accurate and, you as know, you and can. That, and that was, that's Joel's uh, opinion. That's Joel's belief of or whatever it is. Yeah. I guess obviously he's in there and he's doing it. So Exactly. There you go. Keep it coming at 4960063 or give us a shout at 63630. It looks like you guys want to talk. I think Dallas here is calling in from Grassland this afternoon. Hey Dallas. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. What's on your mind? Well, I'm a I'm a driving and not an, an an examiner, but I'm an instructor for class 1 vehicle. Okay. And I have I'm fully supportive of this switching this thing over because they need to get more consistency and they definitely need to get um, I think more training for the actual examiners I'm actually down 
south, and we have two examiners that we have here, and that's all I have is two. There's no other options for me. So hmm. um, both are pretty decent here, and um, but as far as what they do, it's 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 weak. And I have been for years emailing governments from past conservative governments all the way to this new one expressing my concerns because there is still an issue uh, with our program that in Alberta, if you take your class one driver's license in Alberta with an automatic truck, it doesn't stipulate that on your license. Are you kidding? You can go take an automatic, pass your road test, five minutes later go walk in and apply for a job and they throw you a set of keys and away you go in a truck that you've never been able to shift gears in before. Hey, let me ask you another question related to that. I'm curious. So you teach class one? Yes. Okay. Um, if I go to you and you teach me uh, sufficient uh, knowledge to get my class one, can I haul anything now? Like, because obviously it's not the same as a 45-foot tandem trailer or a Super B. They're entirely different. Is it a class one allows me to, to haul anything? Yep. The only thing that you have to do is, other than your, um, like your extended loads is a, you have to be certified right. to do extended loads, but there's no stipulation with, I mean, you can, you can take a brand new driver and send him out and he can go haul a load of jet fuel through the mountains an hour after he has his mm. license. In a, you you know, that's crazy, right? I'm fully aware that it yeah. is. I don't agree with it, but yeah. that's how the system works. You know, um, when I see these driving instructors around for class one, you see, you know, student, they're always, I mean, sometimes they're pulling pops. Like, they're always pulling, I never see them pull anything really complicated. No. Nope. I mean, wouldn't it be a requirement of getting your class one or learning your class one to be able to, to you know, back up a Super B, for example, or, you know, like, just be able to demonstrate that you know how to unhook and and back up well and that that is a suggestion that i've made to you know minister mason i and i suggested that it it needs to be switched i i personally would like to see this become a, a federal thing so that all of our licenses across canada are the same for commercial so that all the provinces because every province has a different um, air test. Every province has a different road test and stipulations as to how you get through that process. Hmm. So I'd like to see it the same, but I'd also like to see it as a um, a journeyman program. That you yeah, know, I like, think that's a good idea. The only the only possible hitch in that though would be that configuration of trailers are different from province to province. Like, I'm, unless it's really changed since I was no, in trucking. No, they're not. You can drive the same. It's different when you cross into the U.S. But I mean, No, but can you, hard. for example, can you pull a triaxle through Quebec? Or B.C.? I don't uh, think so. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I would, I, and I couldn't say for sure on that, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't say for sure on those, but I do know that it's pretty similar across Canada as opposed to the difference to cross into the U.S. You're looking for at sure. bridge length as opposed to yeah. wheels. But I mean, as far as it goes for, like, I mean, if you go get your license tomorrow and I've got 20 years experience and we both walk into the same place looking for a job, they don't have to pay me anymore because i got 20 years experience. They can pay you and say, hey, yeah, here's your keys, away you go. 
true. Should probably clarify because I used to instruct in uh, dangerous goods. You do still have to get your dangerous goods instructor or uh, certificate, though. Well, yeah, but that's. I mean, that's. It's a class. Minutes in a class. Yeah, it's a class. That's right. Not yep. really. A, it's not like the U.S. where it's it's a completely different license. Like you can get a class one down there, and you can't drive dangerous goods, but you could still drive a commercial vehicle with non-dangerous goods on it, right? Yep, true. Like where here, it's, it's, I mean, it's company-specific courses that you take to get your dangerous goods. Which also are, true, yeah. <laughs> Thank, not much of a program, so. Thanks for, sure. for the call, Dallas. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Take it easy. This, and this text just came in. Class one is one thing. How about all these guys play, pulling the 40-foot holiday trailers? You know, with the big RVs on mm-hmm. the back. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I see configurations sometimes uh, in that people who are have their motorhome and they're pulling like a boat mm-hmm. behind it, mm-hmm. and then a small trailer yeah. behind that. That's a dangerous, dangerous load. Driving and tester, testing on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News after the 3 o'clock news. Dr. Gans will join us in studio for another edition of How Does That Make You Feel? So we're talking about, uh, we've been talking about driving on and off. It's one of our, probably one of our favorite topics. It and is. one of Chedville's favorite topics. And I know numerous times we talk about people who are new to Canada and uh, what they have to do to get their license here. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are some countries that it's an automatic. Reciprocal agreement. It's a reciprocal yep. agreement that um, if you have your license there, you can come to Canada and you can get your license here. Other countries, you have to redo things, mm-hmm. okay? My daughter-in-law just arrived from Tokyo. She had her Japanese driver's license. It's a reciprocal agreement, okay? She can go into the registry with a piece of paper that has our address or her address on it and get her license. But you know what? She lived in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. When's the last time she drove a vehicle? Wow, really? Think about that. I mean, you want that to be a piece of ID, whatever, mm-hmm. but she will not have to do a road test. We will put her through driver training again here, but she can go in. I mean, you live in Tokyo. You wow. take the trains. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. Those Toronto comics who used to come out here, we would never let mm-hmm. them drive. Think they all like, had licenses. Yeah. I mean, at some point, she passed a driving exam yeah. in Japan, wherever right. it was in Japan. So she did drive at one point, passed an exam, which under the agreement here is good to go. But oftentimes, you do that maybe depending on where you live. Think about maybe even New York City. Think about places where you know vehicles aren't... As uh... You know, I don't know that anyone would complain if people coming into our province had to take a test. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us would complain about that. And then maybe we could make a little more money yeah. on this test. Like, or, and if we're not allowed to make a profit, per what you know, Minister Mason said, then maybe we could bring down the yeah. cost of the test for everybody. Yeah. I, I have no problem with people yeah. having to be tested. Well, yeah, and right now, you know she I mean. do, and right now she does not have to be tested even though I can't tell you when the last time she drove a vehicle was. Huh. But yeah, she'll be going through testing because that's going to be something, obviously. Yeah. But uh, doesn't need to. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Dr. Gans, and how does that make you feel? Coming up. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.